Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another empowering episode of Up Close and Empowered. I'm your host, Sana Johns. And for those of you that would like to reach out to me, you can reach out at sanalife.com. That's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. I would love to hear from you. So this week, we are diving into part two of our enlightening conversation with the incredible love coach, Chantal Landreval. Am I saying it right? Oh, yeah, I love it. The R role, too. (laughs) So we're going to have some fun today, but it's also going to be really informative. I mean, this is one of my favorite topics, and I think many of you, it's your favorite topic as well, is love, right? And we have this big love day approaching, which we're going to talk about, you know, managing Valentine's Day today and, you know, what are expectations and how do we navigate through it. But we're also going to talk to Chantel about her new book called Raise Your Love Signal. So today's title, title of the show is Raise Your Love Signal Part Two. And I'm really excited to have her on because this book is... um it, you know, she's going to tell you a little bit more and, and highlight some of it, some of the insights, but it's really a great read. It's simple. It's to the point. And I really think it's going to be very helpful to many of you listening, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about the trends. We're going to talk about relationships and some of the misconceptions. And also, you know, how do we sustain a relationship that we have right now in the, you know, currently. And if you're single, you know, what does that mean? Where are you in the single world right now? And how are you navigating through that? And how are you handling that? And this this episode is definitely for you because we're going to talk about all of it. So just a little bit about Chantal. And I want to say that I did have Chantal on the show in December. So this past December, it was December 21st. So if you go back on my Voice America page, you can pull up the episode of Raise Your Love Signal and listen to that episode as well, because we're not going to cover the exact same things. I mean, there might be a few things that we cover that are the same, but this is going to be some new information today. So that was on 1221, the Raise Your Love Signal. But Chantal is a certified love and relationship coach with over two decades of experience in personal growth and human connection. Her mission is to help people discover the path of finding authentic and lasting love. She is dedicated to empowering others with knowledge and tools needed to attract and sustain healthy relationships. And again, we're going to talk about this new book, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her story and what led her to put all of her what is it, 20 years? I can't remember. All of these years of her experience and knowledge into this book to help you. So let's welcome Chantel to the show. Hi, Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm so happy to be back here. You're such, I just love listening to you talk. You have such a beautiful voice and you're a really great host. So it's always a, a, a treat to be, to be, to be asked to be back. <laughs> thank you. No, I appreciate that. Well, I love doing this show. It's just totally like in my wheelhouse. I just love doing this. And I love having guests like you. And I love being able to bring diversity to the show with different topics. And, you know, I think that this is one of the topics. I mean, it's the, one of the most popular topics out there, wouldn't you say? I mean, love and relationships, because let's face it, we all want love in our life. I mean, we, I think most of us do anyway. And yes. those that say we don't, they probably do and they won't admit it. <laughs> exactly. I totally <laughs> right. agree with you. And I, I, I remember, you know, whenever we'd be 
uh, as you know, I used to work in the wine business. So was, was always very, very involved in social engagements and networking. And at the end of the day, whether we'd end up talking business or whatever, the one topic that would always come up, whether it was with the new client, a stranger, <laughs> that uh, relationships would always come to the surface. There's always something that has someone that has something to say, share, or is going through when it comes to love, dating, and relationships. So um, definitely relatable to every single possible human being out there, <laughs> wherever you are in your journey. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. And I, I, I've said this before, uh, you're very simple in your delivery of, you know, what we need to know, what people need to know on their journey of finding love. It's it's not too crazy detailed. It's not this, you know, crazy stuff you got to do. It's just, it's simple, practical information that is really going to help you not only in your outside relationships, your romantic relationships, but your relationship to self, mm -hmm. which I know we'll talk a little bit about today because it's really important to have a strong, solid relationship and foundation with ourself in order to find or like like attracting like you know be in a good good space where where we're actually attracting people that are on the same frequency if you will correct yes absolutely so before we begin Chantal why don't you just for those that are joining today that have not seen the show in December just a brief overview of kind of the struggles the challenges and and give them a background because we have the whole show to have some fun so just just go ahead. <laughs> all right. All right. So I founded Raise Your Love Signal, which is the basically the, the title of the book, but also the title of the program that I, I coach one-on-one -on -one, <clears throat> uh, three years ago. And this after I found love because it took me almost 18 years to find love. I was, oh my God, I think back every single time I, I tell the story and I the kicking, the screaming, the crying, the 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 lack of self worth, the lack of doubt, the lack of um, loving myself, and not thinking I was enough uh, was not a pleasant place to be, and a lot of self doubt, you know, because I would often hear things like, and I'm sure a lot of people will relate that are single. Because I had a strong personality, you intimidate men, you're probably being too demanding, you're too picky. So, of course, at one point, especially when you've been single for such a long time, you start questioning, well, maybe I am. Maybe I am being too demanding. Maybe I am being too intimidating. And what I would end up doing is pretending to be someone I wasn't. I would, like, really make myself smaller to not intimidate other people. And then you're not in alignment. You're attracting mm -hmm. someone that doesn't really enjoy or like you for who you are. So the one thing that saved me through those 18 years was I, I've always been fascinated with people, human connection, and self-development. And being in sales back in the days, and I worked in the business of uh, wine for 20 years, which is all relationship-based, I noticed very quickly that because I had great listening skills and I was curious and fascinated with people, people would naturally confide in me. And on the other hand is that I would actually apply everything that I would learn from the personal development journey and share that with the people that I would have conversation with and saw that a lot of the stuff was working or I'd get back, you know, messages saying, oh, my God, this really helped me. Thank you. Blah, blah. So I was kind of always the 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 wisdom, uh, the wisdom uh, princess <laughs> when I would talk with some clients about personal issues. And I knew at one point that I wanted to actually teach. It was just something I felt in my bones, but I couldn't figure out how to put it all together. And I think that until I really got to the end of my journey, which was literally 
de- really developing and owning who I was as a person. So we'll we'll say the 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 actual term of self love, which is what my relationship to self. That I realized that there was something there, and um, well, I obviously took the the journey of. I took the journey of understanding why I was failing in relationships and not attracting the, the, well, why I was attracting emotionally unavailable people to a whole other level. And that transformed my way of thinking. And by the time I actually did meet my man, I realized that it's one thing to attract the right partner, but it's a whole other thing being in relationship. And I just like, wow, thank God I, I had learned all of this stuff because you know, we work so hard to make sure that we attract the right person, but we've never been taught the relationship skills. We have mm-hmm. no idea how to navigate through relationship. So you could actually be with the right person. I think a lot of people have been together for the right reasons, but have failed in relationships because they didn't know how to navigate through them. They didn't have that toolbox. Hence why I created the program and came up with the book. And the book is literally everything I've learned over the last 20 years, the best of the best, and as I say, the tens of thousands of dollars that it cost me, <laughs> um, that I've applied and that I've, I still apply uh, in my life today and how I've seen the results. So it is a simple read and I call it a guide because it's exactly what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be, as you said, you know, something that was an easy read that was to the point that you wouldn't feel overwhelmed, that you wouldn't feel like you're being Mm -hmm. told, like you're not supposed to do stuff and what the hell are you doing? Or you lose interest, right? Because it's such a big brick. And I wanted it to be a tool that you can refer to on a regular basis because from my personal experience, I remember consuming so much personal development. I was consuming. I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing the work and integrating the work and we need to integrate the work because I don't Mm -hmm. care, you know, and we hear it all the time, especially with the terms like spirituality, self-love and all these terms that are really popular today. People are actually talking shit. They're not integrating it. They're talking about it, but they're not walking the talk. So I agree. (laughs) I agree. This book you can me- read all the books and listen to all the podcasts and but if you're not integrating it and self-aware throughout the day, I mean we're never going to be perfect at it, but you know to be self-aware enough to integrate, that's very yes. important. Yes, so important. So that's why I created something that I knew uh it's more of a storytelling. I share a lot of my own personal mm-hmm. stories in there because I I do believe that we relate to other people's stories, right? We often think we're going through our stuff alone. We're afraid of being judged. What are other people going to think? And my God, if you only knew, <laughs> we all go through, we all do crazy stuff. We all like, you know, are like, woo, woo. And so, um, yes, I'm, I'm very excited to share it with the world. And I'm hoping that wherever you are in your love journey will actually help you. So you can actually be single. You can be in a relationship. We really cover all the grounds uh, to help you at one point of where you are in that journey. Well, I do think it's important that you let our listeners know that you did find love and how you found love. (laughs) You have to share that. We have time. I mean, that's important because, you know, to be uh, out of a a serious relationship for that many years and then to find someone, something must have happened or shifted. So can you tell us about that? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, when I finally realized, and 
I, when I did the diver deep into the work of understanding and developing the awareness, why I was attracting the people mm-hmm. I were, I was and understand like, what were those patterns? Because if we're not asking ourselves these questions, then you continue doing whatever you're doing and you go about life and the same things keep repeating over and over again. But when I realized and I found out what was my problem, then it was like, oh, how do I change this? And I realized that these behaviors, these patterns, these belief systems that we've had for most of our lives do not change overnight. So I would say it took me a good six years to get to where I am before I met my partner. And when I want to tell people, timing really is everything because I would have met him four months prior to when I did, and I would have kicked him to the curb because there was still a missing piece that I needed to understand that another man gave me (laughs) a very quick encounter (laughs) that he gave. And I actually, I share this story in the book. And uh, it's really important when you're doing the dating journey to not see why is it not working? Why am I not being selected? It's more like, what did that person bring to me? What did I learn? What did I need to learn? Or maybe you actually needed to teach something. It's all about perspective, right? That is such a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up because instead of, you know, looking at what went wrong, what did that person teach me? Or what did that person show me about myself? Yeah. That's key. And, you know, to give the detailed example is that I, I, this man that I'm talking about, I met him at an event and we connected on a very, very deep, emotional, cerebral way. Like we would go into really deep, deep conversation. And so we saw each other a couple of times and I ended up finding out he was married. And I, I was like, how am I again attracting an unemotional available man? And I was really mad at myself. But because we had connected on a very emotional cerebral side um at one point we're having a conversation and he tells me you know Chantal you're really great you're you're I'm getting to know who you are as a woman like he goes I'm realizing that you need to stop fishing at the bottom of the sea and I was like what do you mean and he's like well what's at the bottom of the sea he's like it's all bottom feeders that eat the shit from above he goes, you need to start fishing on the top there because you deserve to be with the big fishes from the top. And I swear to God, Sana, it's 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 like I had a light just go over me and I understood yeah. everything I had. I did not believe that I was worthy of receiving the kind of love I was actually looking for. So mm-hmm. I wasn't aligned. So if you don't believe that you can actually are deserving of it, how the hell are you going to attract it? And mm-hmm. I was like, wow. So that was the lesson. And I'm super grateful until today that he came into my life because that's that man led me to the quality of man that I I am with now five years in. And Jeff and I met online (laughs) through a dating app, believe it or not. (laughs) I was hoping you were going to share that again (laughs) because we, you know, we have pros and cons on the whole dating thing, which we can talk about the online thing, but share, share how you met him. Yes, we met on Hinge and uh, I I also had the ups and downs with dating apps and the frustrations and then the, the kicks of serotonin and the excitement when you, you know, you get hit and uh, you're excited about meeting a new person that maybe you matched with. But uh, I had literally written it off, uh, especially at my age. I was 44 at the time and I was just like, oh I'm done God, with this shit. That's <laughs> so old. Oh my God, 44. It's not oh old, God, but please. my head was like, I'm done. And uh, <laughs> you're all washed up by 44. So just don't even go out there. 
<laughs> and it's a it's a therapist of mine, a naturopath actually, that suggested this new app because Hinge was just coming out at that point, and she was like, you know what, you should give it a try. Uh, I find that the quality of of uh, men are is better right now on it. So I said, okay, fine. I tried it. And I did, and I was much more intentional with how I went into the whole dating app process again, how I did my profile, because I think that a lot of people go into online dating and they're not intentional about it. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll just like write my name, my age, and this and that, and just make it short and sweet. They put, they don't even put recent pictures of themselves, like they're not authentic. So mm-hmm. what do you expect to attract if you are not intentionally filling out your profile and putting some time and effort into it? And uh, he was the second person I met. And we spoke on the phone. We had our first date, which was brunch. And we met at 11. And I left him. It was 4.30 in the afternoon. And that was it. And it was just easy from the start. And we, you know, I remember when we left each other, he was like, when can I see you again? And, and never in all of my dating years, Sana had a man actually asked me on the same first date, when can I see you again? So I was like, okay, this is awesome. There's like some, there's a shift mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the most beautiful story that I actually want to add to that is that five months later, I'm at a party and a girl that I had, I, I run into a girl that I had done some work with, some PNRT uh, session. So it's like regress going back into the inner child uh, mm-hmm. in your childhood and stuff. And she said, oh, I heard you met someone. And I was like, yeah, finally, the hard work has paid off. Like I'm here I am. And she's like, oh girl, this is where the hard work starts. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she's like, you're yeah. totally going to go into self-sabotage mode because you're not used to receiving what you've worked so hard to actually finally get. And I remember when she first told me that I was upset. I was like, can she just let me live and be in happiness right now and I left and I was like I'm huffing puffing but thank God bless her heart because four months later it's exactly what happened and I'm taking the time to share this story because when we are doing the same thing over and over again and we finally do the work to change it it's normal for us to want to retract our old ways or say oh this is too good to be true I'm like so I caught myself. I was finding every excuse possible. He's too old. He's too this. He's too that. Uh, No, no way. And then the voice came up, the inner chatter. Oh, Chantal, Mm -hmm. here you are. You're self-sabotaging because I had the awareness. Mm -hmm. So I worked through it. And here we are five five years later. And I'm happy that I, I stuck through it and had those conversations because it saved, it saved me from running away especially since I was an avoidant attachment style all my life. So it was easy for me to give up instead of really showing up and building and, and, and trusting and, and being vulnerable. Yeah, I agree. And, and it is important that, um, that you went through that process. I think it's important for everybody to, to explore that, explore their inner child, explore why they're, because that is one of the biggest things they say, why do I keep attracting this? Even men, they, they say they attract the same women. It's, just, it's, it's, it's both ways. And you have to really dig a little bit deep. It doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't have to be for years. It's just really acknowledging it and working through it and seeing why, because then when you know why, then you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get yes. it. Now this is what's really healthy. And speaking of healthy, I remember you saying that when you met your 
uh, boyfriend, your partner, that it was, it wasn't like this, oh, like love at first sight. And, you know, like how everybody thinks it it is. And I know Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but it was more of a, a neutral, like there was something there, there was an energy there, but it wasn't like, oh my God. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. So I would all, because I'm, I've always been intuitive. Uh, I, I just, I listen to my voice. Not all the time. We still ignore it sometimes, but I typically, <laughs> yeah. when I would date someone, I would always know if it would lead to something or not. I knew it. I knew it in the pit of my stomach. And with him, the energy was floating. It wasn't a no, mm-hmm. it wasn't a yes. And it's the first time I ever had experienced that. So for me, it was like, okay, just get to know this person, like just trust mm-hmm. the flow. And I think that that was um, not only a massive le- lesson for me, and but also in my teachings, because I think that most people, we, you know, we've been taught about love. I've, we've talked about this in the first episode, a rom-com and Disneyfied about it. So we're really in love with the idea of being in love. And what that represents is like romance and butterflies and passion. And at the end of the day, when we really dive into deeper connection it that's that's has nothing to do with it it's mm-hmm. nothing it's not what you need to actually succeed in a long-term committed relationship so i had decided to explore something different take my time because every time i had done that and experienced those feelings it never worked out for me so i was really at a point that i was pushing myself out of my comfort zone to try something really really different and i would say through the years I've grown more in love. Well, I'm more in love today than I was even two years ago because the the way the well the safety that I have built or have we have created with time. Because here's the thing: to do these things and get vulnerable and really open your heart and have some really massive intimacy is only built with time. You can't develop these things overnight. And I say like, we're two people coming in with our baggage, our history, our own shit. Right. And it's like the fact that we expect people to know us right away, especially if you're not self-aware, you have no idea why you react or, or say things the way you do, or, you know, Mm -hmm. get triggered a certain way, Mm -hmm. then you can't communicate it. So the fact that we really took the time to get to know each other and understand our baggage and this is this is what happened to me and this is why I actually show up this way. Oh, okay, I get it. So this is what you actually need from me when this happens. Exactly. But this is only built with time. And I've understood and, I, and that, that's one of the things that I hope that this book will do and the work that I do is really give a different perspective on how we approach our relationship with relationship and love because everything we've been taught so far does not work. (laughs) So we really need to revisit what is our relationship with love. And that's how I also open the book. It's, it's, it's question yourself. What is, what does actually love mean to me? And what do I want my relationship with love to be? Because If you've seen, and you know, we've had this conversation the last time as well, that everything is how we show up in life is all related to childhood. But for example, if you've seen that your parents were in a toxic relationship and you, you know, there was verbal abuse, then you might consistently be attracting narcissistic people without even realizing it and not knowing because this is what you saw when you were young and you actually subconsciously think that Mm -hmm. that's what being in a relationship is and that it's acceptable. So it's really important for you to define that and what you want it to be. 
Um, and I can give, you know, um, another example of like giving and receiving. So many people have uh, issues receiving in relationship, especially mm-hmm. I find with women today, as you know, we've gotten more independent and, you know, masculine our energy, we make it hard for the men right. to provide and kind of let them take care of us. And that has nothing to do with finance. It has nothing to do with like, you know, losing your independence, but there's definitely a disconnect with how we've evolved only because you can't change the DNA of a man and the DNA of a woman. There's certain things that are really innate in us that will never change. Women are just naturally more nurturing, right? Men are just like great providers and protectors. We can't, we can't remove that. So there's been that disconnection. And this is also applicable to non-gender, you know, I want to make sure right. because it's yeah. masculine, feminine energy. Mm-hmm. But I think that because if we don't have the awareness of that disbalance, it can create problems. And I would say that I see it a lot of the time and I caught myself in my own relationship. As women, we tend to always manage and tell men what to do and try to change them. Right. <laughs> so we're like, we don't, we don't respect our partners and let them be who they are. So we are often our own worst enemy creating the stuff. And I, because being a, I was a massive control freak. I still am. I just know how to manage it better. And I know how to catch myself on my own, on my own stuff. But we've, you know, in, integrated like practical words that when I do show up this way, he'll tell me that word. And that means, you know what, you need to step back like enough. You're trying right. to manage me. You're trying to tell me what to do. And I love that we can do that because we listen. We listen right. to each other. We respect each other and we honor each other's needs. Right. So you've set that up ahead of time. So you both know how to communicate, which alleviates any, you know, uh, chaos or negativity or fighting or arguing or whatever it may be. So it's all about having that communication. And I would imagine boundaries come into play too, like having certain boundaries and so that you both kind of honor each other with those boundaries and kind of work together. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's why if you go into a new relationship Um, And you put these things into place before, including, you know, learning to communicate your boundaries and your Mm -hmm. needs and your desires. It sets room for um, standards for later. But most people don't do that. They love to think that, you know, my partner should know. We have the expectation or assume that, you know, they will know or they will guess. And nobody can read minds, right? right? I'm intuitive, but I can't read minds. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I agree. I think people do think that people are mind readers and yeah. we really need to just be, you know, a little bit more aware of the fact that we're not mind readers and we have to communicate to keep things, you know, in a good place. So we're going to take a break in just a minute here. Uh, I do want to put this out there, though. If somebody would like to call in and you have a question for Chantel, uh, the number is 888-346-9141. And we can take that after the break if you would like. It's 888-346-9141. So please feel free to call with any of your questions. And, you know, after the break, I want to talk about, you know, some of the misconceptions about love. Uh, What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people doing 
What mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big one. Like, what is the biggest thing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's talk about people that are guarded. And like you said, you know, sabotaging it, uh, the relationship in some way, or not being able to receive, like, why are they guarded? You know, how does that keep them from, you know, being in the relationship, they're afraid they're going to get hurt, you know, that limits you so that when you're, when you're in that mindset, you're limited. And, it's also not as attractive. Like I want to talk about that a little bit. Like when we feel good about ourselves and we feel, you know, secure and feel really good about ourselves, that shows. And then our partner's like, well, I want to spend time with her, you know? So like, I think people need to know that, right? So we'll t- we're going to talk about energy. We're going to talk about like energy tracks, like energy right after the break. We'll be right back after this. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered. And we're talking about love and relationships right now. And we're going to talk about misconceptions of love, some of the biggest mistakes. Also, how does this play into Valentine's Day? You know, we have Valentine's Day coming up in a week. And, you know, how do we navigate through that? What is this day of love really all about? And what about the people that are alone? So let's let's tackle this one thing at a time. So what are some of the most, uh, what, what, what things are most misconceptions about love? Like, what do you find there are the most misconceptions about? 
Well, one, what we talked about earlier, for me, that's a big one, is that people are really in love with the idea of love, and they don't have an idea of what love actually means to them. That's like mm-hmm. a big, big component. They don't realize. Second is, what does it mean to be in a relationship? Because when we're looking for love, we often make it about us, and that's not what being in a relationship is all about. It's about two people coming together that have the willingness to want to service each other's needs, wants, and desires. It's like, and I think that when we are dating, it's very easy to become very self-absorbed. Well, he's not like that. I want this. I want that. But it's like, what are you bringing to the table? (laughs) How are you going to show up? And for a relationship to succeed, it really takes two people that have that willingness it's very important and it has and everything I will talk about has to be reciprocated and there's often an imbalance. So that's why you have to be very, very careful who you choose and the clearer you are when you express your needs, wants and desires from the beginning. If you are seeing that you are not being able to get what really matters to you and I'm not talking about like, you know, superficial stuff, like fundamental core values that you can't live without. Like I always say, like it's breath and air. I was trying to merge these two words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You really, you really have to pay attention because one thing that I've realized, and even when I thought back on my dating journey, we poorly select our partners because we do things quickly, because we get wrapped up in the lust, the excitement. We get blindsided because we haven't done our homework properly. So mm-hmm. we, 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 we go through the tunnel of love with our dark shades on. We don't see anything. And then we get screwed by the time we get out of the tunnel and see light again. So I would say that people really need to ask themselves those questions. And I would also say they need they need to they need to clarify what their their what they want that love and relationship to what my god i can't say it sorry how they want to grow and evolve in mm-hmm. that relationship and what they feel they can actually provide for it because a lot of people don't have the bandwidth to um be invested right but again, I will say this, and I will say it as we'll talk about, you know, how do you navigate through dating and the frustrations up and down? You really need to hold your own and own your own stuff, meaning get clear on what it is you are really desiring and what really matters for you. So you do not compromise yourself. So you do not pretend to be somebody you're not, especially when you meet someone that you like, especially if you sleep with someone too quickly and the sex is damn good. <laughs> because. <laughs> You can actually literally screw yourself over and not excuse a bunch of stuff that you would never. So you really need to be in a position of observing yourself. And again, I'm going to repeat this. Self-awareness is key. Self-awareness is key. The more you know yourself, the more you're able. And if you've developed a really good relationship with your self-love as well, and I'll give myself an example. I had gotten in a place that I honored and respected myself so much. I had no issue being who I was for the first time ever, Sona, because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think beautiful. back in all my dating and I had always, you know, mm-hmm. minimized my person mm-hmm. or pretended to be, or just played this chameleon, chameleon role. Right. And with Jeff, I was like, from day one, I am not going to pretend to be someone I'm not. And I remember we were at a party very, very early in the relationship. Um, I brought him to a, a friend's party 
And he hadn't seen the wild side of me. And all of a sudden, here I am, like, dancing on the table. And I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, oh, my God, true shit. He's here. Like, I'm going to turn around and see what his reaction. And I turn around, and he has his hands up in the air, and he's looking at me. And I could tell he's, like, that's my girl. Um, and then I was, like, wow, this is so great, not having yeah. the pressure of pretending to be someone I'm not and being able to be fully authentic. So um, that makes you more attractive. Like that kind of goes with what the energy was we were just talking about before the break is when you're being you authentically you and feeling really good about yourself, that is what's most attractive. That's Mm -hmm. what really draws people to you. Not even just romantic relationships, people in general, when we're just ourselves and we're not so caught up in what everybody thinks, but think about it. Like you were feeling so good dancing and feeling, you know, probably so sexy and hot on the dance floor. Right. And he's like, (laughs) man, I like that girl. (laughs) Right. So like it's the energy, like your energy attracts the energy that you want. So I, I like to say that because sometimes, you know, people fall into that, Uh, really getting down on themselves or, you know, the negative self-talk and this and that. It's like, we need to find ways, first of all, to do our homework, like you said, the inner work, the the homework, and then work on ways to make ourselves feel good, you know, find the joy in our lives, do what makes us feel good uh, so that we're able to attract what we want in our life, to complement our life, to complement. Yes, absolutely. So that's why, like I always say, if I would lose my boyfriend tomorrow, I'd be devastated. I'd be sad, of course, but Mm -hmm. I... I have such a great relationship with who I am. I'm so confident in who I am. I, I know that I will service another amazing person at one point. And I wouldn't get lost because I didn't get lost in my relationship. I still stand 100% in who I am. And a lot of people get lost in relationship and they end up doing everything together and not saying, you know, for some people it works, but they really lose themselves and it kills the sparkle in long-term relationship. And that's the last thing Mm -hmm. I want to say with when we talk about misconceptions of people have about relationships is that this is when you get into the actual relationship, this is where the work starts. This is where you have to show up and invest and work and people get lazy and people sit on their ass and do nothing. And they just, you know, take each other for granted and, you know, and complain. They and complain. complain. Yes. They blame their partner instead of taking ownership for herself. And, you know, I, I had a client a couple of days ago and she was sharing some things about a relationship that she's been in for six years. And uh, I was asking her a bunch of questions, including like, was was you're describing a few things about what you what you were like about your boyfriend. And, you know, um, you're also saying that you're asking him to be someone that he was never from the beginning. So she was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm trying to change my person. So that's why you have to be selective from the start and pay attention how somebody shows up because you cannot change someone and expect them to become someone that you've accepted from the beginning. And then she was saying, well, I kind of miss we never do anything. He's never doing this. And I said, well, what do you do? Oh, again, silence. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what, why aren't you taking ownership of it and doing something? And I think that's the blame that often happens. And uh, that's why I say in the book, and I say it, I, and I said it to my boyfriend again yesterday, because we, we, it happens to all of us. We all fall off mm-hmm. the wagon. We've been both working extremely a lot since with my book launch happening around mm-hmm. the corner. And he took a, another contract that didn't realize how much extra work it would be. So he's working 60 hours a week. I'm working nonstop. So we literally just cross each other in bed 
<laughs> Hi, and bye. That's okay. Have a great day. That's okay. And that's okay. But <laughs> yesterday, because I say this in the book, you have to hold each other to high standards. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I said, enough. We need to plan a date night. We need to make time. Like, even though we know it's like just for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. no. No, I refuse. We need some connection time. So we both agreed, we booked it, and that's it. So you have to hold each other to high standards in your relationship, and that belongs to the two of you. It's an agreement that you have to make, and it's not always easy, but, you know, if it's, it's that famous saying, you know, most people look at my grass is, the grass is greener on the other side. Well, why don't you start, you know, watering Watering your your own own grass exactly (laughs) and it starts like that you know are Mm -hmm. you still wearing that sexy underwear are you actually taking the time to shave your legs and men like are you are you not taking care of yourself and going and playing your sports with your boys because you're playing video games and sitting on the couch like you the thing people forget too is that we forget to be who we were when we were courting and that's who the person fell in love with right yes so yes. you need to kind of remember who was I when I was dating? Like who who was I? How was I showing up? How was right. I flirtatious and I'm not flirtatious for two seconds anymore? Was I sexy in my the way I would dress and I'm not? Yep. I don't put makeup anymore. So you have to take yourself back. If you're in a relationship that's been, you know, long term and you're it's flat, you can still wake it up, but you have to take ownership of it. Right. And the men do too. So it's not just the women, it's it's the men too. And I want to talk about men for a minute since we're talking about men. What is important for men to know about like, you know, if you had anything to tell men that were listening right now, because there are some men that are listening, I know, what would you tell them just about like men that are single, let's say, or maybe that they are trying to sustain a relationship? Is there any words of wisdom based on your experience that you could tell them? Yeah, I think that for a woman to thrive in a relationship, they need to feel safe. And they need to feel heard. Sexy. And a lot of <laughs> sexy. <laughs> sexy. Yes. 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 <laughs> because that's, you know, as a woman, um, we can easily start going into, I don't want to say self-doubt, but you know, not not being our divine goddess, right? I totally agree with you. So it's important to tell your woman how beautiful, how pretty uh she is, because we like that stuff. It's just like, and it makes us feel good about ourselves, but it's definitely, and that for me is a part of making me feel safe. I feel that you see me all the time. And right. I'm mm-hmm. lucky because Jeff is like that. He will remind me on a weekly basis and just look at me at one point and say, wow, you're so beautiful. You know, like it's yeah. random. So it's nice. It's, it's, it's beautiful. So I would say to men, you know, make your woman feel safe. Listen, I know we, you know, the women tend to want to confide to their men, (laughs) like, and men don't want to hear everything you have to say sometimes, (laughs) but I think it's important that you make them feel heard. You don't want to hear necessarily the full story, but I get Mm -hmm. you, I get you. And you can question her on her where, you know, I always say when I do the communications piece exercise where listen actively acknowledge what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. I, okay, I get it. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. You're going through this. Uh, I didn't know you felt this way. And then it's like, can I do anything to help you in this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do you, do you feel yeah. that this can change? And it's as simple as that because you feel hurt, you feel important, and you feel supported. So you feel safe. That alone can save a relationship and make it oh, yeah. really great. I mean, seriously, just listening and acknowledging and not even having to give any answers, you know, yeah. any, you know, but just listening that, I mean, think about 
how far that could really go. And and on both both ends, although I think, I don't know if there's one that listens more than the other. I just think that it's good to listen to each other and not have all the answers and feel like you have to fix something, but yeah. just to acknowledge it. And I don't know. I just think that's a game changer. It absolutely is. Holding space is great. And especially when we're close to someone, we want to try to fix it, right? And we're like bitching, complaining. What do you mean? Get it over with that? Because we've heard it many times, but it's just holding space for someone is a game changer. I remember I was working with a couple a month ago. They've been together for three years and uh, they were in a toxic relationship from the beginning. Like not well. I I was like, wow, I am shocked you girls have made it like (laughs) three years in. And I gave them that three piece communications piece. I say, okay, you're going to apply this to every day. It's Mm -hmm. your only mission every day, any given situation, any conversation, like you have to apply this with everybody. Two weeks later, we have our session together. They show up all smiles. I'm like, wow, what's happening? You guys are in a good mood today. And they said, we've never had such a great two weeks together. Like we've had in three years because they actually finally took the time to listen actively to each other, to acknowledge what they were saying Mm -hmm. and focus on the solution instead of the problem, problem, problem. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not right. It's really big. It's, it's really big. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, it's, it's, it's important in all areas of our life, but especially our close relationships. So let's talk about Valentine's Chantel. Uh, What, what are your uh, ideas and thoughts about, this love day and is it overrated do people maybe get too excited do they put too much emphasis you know what are your thoughts on that oh i'm so happy we're talking about this um because i want to give uh people a different way a different perspective so i remember being single for such a long time every valentine's day i'd feel sorry for myself and i would say i cannot wait for my my time to come that I'll be in a relationship and I'll get the chocolates and the roses and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I've never been in a relationship and not uh, since I've been in my relationship I've never celebrated Valentine's Day like it's just I dissociated really? myself to it because I realized two things one it's the day of love why are we making it about a romantic partner And I'm like, I experience a lot of love in different areas of my life. And I want to actually celebrate that. And for the single people out there, I would invite yourself to really think about that because it it really changed my way. Now, like I remember last year, what I did is I actually sent, um, like we used to do in high school. Remember, Sona? Like the, we would oh, write the, the Valentine's high school, cards. the Valentine's, yes. The little and cards. I, oh my yeah. God, and the, little, the little candy hearts, the pink hearts. Yes. That uh, said, I love you. <laughs> so I actually would write that and send them to my friends and to my niece mm-hmm. and nephew. And I was like, you know what? There's so much love that we don't celebrate on a daily basis. Uh, and I think that because we made a pact to hold each other to high standards, it's like, how can we show up with love on a regular basis instead of just celebrating that one day? And the second thing I want to say is that, yeah, this is like a, a, a holiday that's been like you know, push down our throats, like the holidays, almost like Christmas, where it creates so much pressure and they're pushing mm-hmm. you to buy shit and consume shit that why aren't you doing it every other, you know, time of the year or three or four days later when it's going to cost you half the price at the restaurant and then a lot less money for your roses. You know what I mean? Like for and us your chocolates. To, yes. And your chocolates. chocolates. Are like- Godiva is yes. about 30% off. Yeah. 
And I, I think I find it sad that we wait for that one day to create that, especially for people that are in relationship, create that romantic mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm like, why are you waiting for that one specific day? Why? And there's different ways of celebrating. So those are my view around Valentine's Day. I think that we need to kind of change the relationships with it. Because listen, it's not fun being on the receiving end, especially I know a lot of men, like it's a lot of pressure for them for nothing. And they're not doing it because they want to. It's because they have to. And mm -hmm. it sucks having to do something because you have to, not because you feel like you want to do it. So I would suggest to people too, if you have expectations, especially with your partner around Valentine's Day, you better say so. Instead of, you know, I hope my guy or my woman is going to do this or do that. You need to say if it's important to you. And a lot of people don't. They wait Good around point. that, you know, their partners are actually going to do something. And then it makes room for right. disappointment, which leads to resentment and anger. And then mm -hmm. an argument that could potentially happen. So if, if Valentine's Day is important to you, you're allowed. It's your thing. You're absolutely right. allowed to want to celebrate it. If you want to do something romantic and you expect your husband or your wife to organize something, just make sure you say so. And listen, it's kind of like what I teach about my love. My love, there's nothing sexy and romantic and like walking out in the sunset with it. But let me tell you, it feels pretty damn good and it's healthy and sustainable. So... You know, it's kind of like, let's let's remove all the flaw-flaw around right. uh, Valentine's Day. And I would also say the last thing is to kind of take it back to the roots. Um, you know, we forget to do the small, thoughtful things. And thoughtfulness and kindness, which are two things that I talk about having as a fundamental pillar in relationship. Mm -hmm. Because what what does that do? If I tell you kindness and thoughtfulness what 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 feeling does that bring up for you um it's it's calming it's it's a love a feeling of love it's a calming feeling like a safe feeling safe exactly exactly so if it makes you feel like that why won't we want more of it and and nurture that so i remember i, I did a story on that i think it was last week because i received a card an old school card by the mail by an acquaintance of mine that was actually congratulating me on my book. And I thought, wow, this was so thoughtful. And it mm -hmm. was the smallest, smallest gesture. But man, did it ever make me feel important, valued. And then, you know, it squeezed my heart. Then I was like, oh my God, what can I do to someone? Not not to her, because it was not I need to give I need to give her back because I feel guilty. I have to do something. It was more because that that feeling, that buzz that serotonin popped in. And I was like, how can I make somebody feel special like that as well? So yeah. by doing that in relationship, um, that's why I, I bring it back to thoughtful and kindness in, in Valentine's Day. It's like the question that you should ask yourself or that I recommend people to ask themselves is like, what, what could I do for my partner that I know would really make them happy that I mm -hmm. never do or that they ask me to do all the time? Love Simple that. as that. I love that. Say that again. Say that again. What could I do to make my partner happy that I know, uh, let me, that I normally don't do. <laughs> that I normally don't do. I mean, that's perfect because think of how special that would be, right? It's just going to be some 
major elaborate gift or anything. It just be something that you're not really used to. I mean, I like notes. I think like when you got your, your card about your book, I saw that on Instagram, by the way, I thought that was really cool because I'm an old fashioned person like that. I, I always wrote thank you notes. And I love the fact that some people still do that today. Yeah. But even when you write each other notes or just, you know, I mean, just something so simple as a, a a short note of love or, Hey, thanks for whatever, you know, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Just the little things it's in the little things that I think that really builds the relationship and it kind of keeps it like fresh and exciting and spicy, you know, and sexy. Being, I gotta and say, sexy. It, sorry. I love you're on the sexy band today. I am, I I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have to do a sexy episode next oh, one. Oh boy. I'll have um, to talk to my, my executive producer about that at voice America. Can I do a sexy? Yeah. I don't know about that, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Find out. We'll find out. Uh, but something simple, like you said, leaving a, a post-it note before you go to work and like, mm -hmm. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Bringing coffee into bed before they, yeah. You know, it can be such simple things. Making the bed, you know, we, we always laugh when I travel because I hate Jeff never makes the bed the way I do. And um, he never makes the effort to do it at all. And I've been raised. I get up. I do my bed. It looks great. I love it. But when he wants to make me feel special and show that he cares, he does the friggin' bed. And every time I'm just like, yeah, thank you. Awesome. And it's the smallest little thing, yeah. right? Chantel, where can they, because we're going to run out of time in a few minutes, where can they get a hold of you? And I want, can you grab one of your books and hold yes. it up? Because oh, I'm going to put this also on my YouTube channel so yes. that you can see the book, Raise Your Love Signal. It's out on Valentine's Day. And Chantel, where can they get in touch with you if they want to send you a note or reach out to you to get coaching? Where can they find you? Amazing. Thank you. So on my website, raiseyourlovesignal.com, uh, which is easy to remember, same name as the book. There's a pop-up uh, with where you can actually pre-order the book until it's actually available on Valentine's Day. And the social media platform I'm the most active on for the current time is uh, Instagram. You can DM me there. And that's my name, Chantal.Landreville. Landreville. Landreville. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Chantal, what was your favorite part in the book? Like just your favorite chapter? Or was there one that really hit you emotionally? Oh, well, definitely the whole uh, self-love part because it really mm -hmm. took me back to how I've evolved and how I've, by honoring and loving myself, how I've, I've, I've like come out shining and the results it's created around me in every areas of my life. And it's a really powerful place to be able to um, be your true self and have an open heart. Mm -hmm. The open mm -hmm. heart piece for me has been um, a beautiful gift because when you are able to open your heart, you get accessibility to love in ways you could probably never imagine. Right. So what is your what is your Instagram handle again? Chantal.Landreville. Okay, so spell that for them just so they have it. The people just C H A N T A L dot L A N D R E V I double L E. Great, great. Thank you so much, Chantel. Um, for those of you also that want to uh, reach out to me again, soundalife.com, and my Instagram handle is at soundalifecoach. And I just want to thank everybody for being here today. I hope that you enjoyed this show as much as I did. 
<laughs> it was a good show. I mean, every show. every show, I think we take it a little bit deeper and and more fun. So we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll pop back on and do a new show in a couple of months or something. We'll we'll have to see. But it is fun. It really is fun. I'm really excited for your book. I have read a couple of the chapters that you sent me, and it's it's excellent. I mean, I think it's just it's clean, clear, simple, and very very practical. So. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank everybody for listening this week. Please join me next week. I am going to be talking to Lori Scheibel, who's a leadership coach, and she is changing the way women are being empowered in the corporate world. And she is she's really a beautiful soul. She's so amazing. Please, yeah, she's she is just amazing. So please join me next week on Up Close and Empower. And I'm wishing all of you uh, love every day. Love yeah. every day. And if you do celebrate Valentine's Day, a lovely Valentine's Day. <laughs> Let's make every day about love, right? Yes, absolutely. We can Why do not? notes. We can do notes every day. We can do we those can love do. notes every day. And, 100%. you know, it doesn't have to be just one day, right? I mean, <laughs> no. It's hard, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.